Yep, typical lake effect snow. Talking to uh, Tim Wenger during the break. Now, Tim is in the South Towns. You guys are getting hammered. I've got reports of four feet of snow in Orchard Park, and where I'm talking to you is in Amherst. And as uh, Tim Wenger said, it's kind of like Disneyland here in Amherst. It's like looking outside, uh, there's not a lot of snow on the ground at all. Uh, but but this, ladies and gentlemen, this is typical lake effect snow, and it just is what happens. And now to explain more, and we're gonna we're gonna get back to your telephone calls. If you're on hold, kindly stay there because I want to get the expert in. Joining us on WBEN right now, we have meteorologist Andy Parker. Andy, it's always good to talk to you. How are you, sir? Hey, thanks, Tom. Great to great to have you on the on the line today. Answer your questions. Okay, question number one: Who got it, and how bad overnight? Oh wow, here we go. Um, where this thing lined up, it was a direct hit for Hamburg, Orchard Park, Southern West Seneca, Blaisdell, South Buffalo, Angola, Derby, Inland to Marilla, and then uh, the totals. While they're not spectacular, but the snow was falling uh, more than a half a foot all the way into portions of Genesee and Wyoming County, and uh, in God's country out there, there's not a whole lot of trees, and it was going sideways at times. Uh, those are the reports uh, that we're getting in. The totals of the numbers, um, we just had uh, of one of our storm chasers out there, and they are approaching. We, we had a triple measurement. You don't just go out and put the ruler in the biggest spot, but he had a 48-inch ruler pulling in 44, 45, and 47, where, his, uh, where he put it in the, in the yard in three different spots. You average it out. You're, they're halfway through the 40s, in Hamburg, and that was right by Camp Road uh, in the in the throughway. Unbelievable. And the nature of lake effect snow, Andy, and again, I mean, I don't know if you laugh about this as a meteorologist or not, but I live really close to the airport. The airport reported just over a foot of snow. My driveway, maybe four or five inches. That's about it. But isn't that what lake effect snow is all about? Yeah, that's what it does. It does not treat communities equally. Sometimes it doesn't even treat the same town equally. Uh, north end of Chicktawaga and the south end of Chicktawaga, uh, a completely different situation. Uh, we kind of laughed a little bit about South Buffalo, because uh, if you're by the Basilica, it's hip high. If you're over on Kaz Ave, it's only waist, uh, knee high. So just in the same, you know, South Buffalo is even... Uh, created differently, so that's a a pretty wild situation. Uh, it it is incredible, but you know, again, for the national meteorologists who are in town, you wanted lake effect snow. This is what lake effect snow is all about. Andy, I had a caller earlier from Attica who said three feet of snow, and the poor deer are going through neck high drifts. Yeah, I had three deer go through my yard, uh, and and it was around two thirty in the morning. Uh, I don't know who was more surprised to, to see each other near the deer, but either way, they were they were trying to uh, find a spot to duck out because at that point in time it was uh, thunder snow and it was just being being dumped out of the sky. It wasn't falling; it was being dumped. Yeah, total snow burst. Andy Parker, meteorologist, is with us on WBen. What are chances for a Bigfoot uh, sighting in this kind of weather, Andy? Do we have any uh, scientific documentation of this? Uh, maybe a Sasquatch in this one, uh, the, the, the abominable snowman. Anybody who's gone out with a snowblower and uh, done a little work out there, when you come in, uh, you could be wearing a, you know, a black hoodie. You come in and you're completely uh, snow-covered. I, I, Tom, I want to talk about the snow because going out there, being the meteorologist, I, I couldn't just snowblow, but I had to do a profile, cut a section out. I took a picture of it um, because the top part is super fluff. 
you can you can't pack a snowball with it. The middle portion of it is uh, is where you can you can make a great snowball snowman. It's that kind of packing snow, and the lower third it turns to slush as it encounters the ground. We've had 80 degree readings in the month of uh, uh, November here, and the ground is not permafrost. It's still got some warmth to it, so that lower layer becomes slush. It's extremely hard uh, to move that, even with a snowblower, when you have that kind of volume. This is going to be a very difficult for the, the average person to remove it. I, I call the top part fluff, the good part packing, and the bottom part the heart attack, because when you go to lift that, it, it is, uh, it's extremely heavy. So folks need to uh, take some precautions, take some time clearing it out. Yeah, I'm, I'm so glad you mentioned that, Andy, because uh, only you would do a core sample, by the way, of snow. I applaud your professionalism on that. Uh, but you're, you're right. You pointed out what, what many of us noticed. And the other thing, Andy, is when the snow started last night, I had to run out to the car to pick something up and then come back in. And in a very short period of time, the snow that hit me was all wet. And it just clung to my body, and I came in, and I was a dripping mess after a very short period of time outside. Yeah, it, uh, some of it, when it comes down, is what I'd call a sloppy snow. There's a pretty snow. We have those giant flakes that fall, and they kind of waft down, fall like a leaf. This, this is not that type of situation. Sometimes it, it hits you like slush. Other times, when it's the thunder snow, it comes down in these little... Uh, Graupel pellets, and I, I say Graupel, they're more like dipping dots falling from the sky. <laughs> and uh, and it is, you see all different types of snow uh, in an event like this because the atmosphere is just so so unsettled. Uh, that's a, a great analysis. It reminds me of what we all heard when we were kids. Do you know that uh, Eskimos have 80 different words for snow, depending on the kind of snow it is? And I'm inclined to uh, believe that as being more than just uh, folklore in, uh, as a result of today. So what, Andy Parker, is the forecast? What is going to happen here uh, now and m- moving forward into tomorrow? Because we here at WBEN, we're going to be live and local a lot. Oh, yeah. This is something that's not going away in the next two hours. We were able to um, uh, give the folks in West Seneca a little bit of break in the last couple of hours. And it does look like that that's going to be a short-lived event for the folks on the north side of West Seneca, Chicktawaga and West Seneca kind of uh, kissing cousins there. And then that's where, that's where the edge is right now. The southern end of West Seneca, where it butts up against Orchard Park and then into the stadium, that's still right in the teeth. Hamburg is in the teeth. That's not going to change. So the people that are sitting on those 30- and 40-inch totals, guess what? you've got about another 12 hours of this. And I don't want to make you do some math, Tom, but if this is coming down and we're going to take this at a, at a two-inch an hour clip, you, you could be looking at another 20 on top of this if there's no movement to this. Looking at the tail, when you forecast lake effect, you don't look where it's falling. You have to look out over the lake and about 100 miles out, and you get a sense for is there any wiggle room? Is this breaking up at all? And there's a push inland, so inland of Chautauqua County. So it's a Fredonia, Dunkirk, Mayville, uh, Stockton, Perrysburg, Gowanda, they're starting to see the snow move inland. That's good news because it may lighten up in areas on the northern end of this. For Blaisdell, South Buffalo, West Seneca, I believe as we go through the next few hours, you'll find yourself not in the center point, but more on the fringe outside looking in for a time as this uh, makes a slight jog to the south. But I think the hardest hit areas are going to be hard to escape even the edge of this. So uh, Hamburg, Derby, Angola, um, Highland on the lake, you go inland all the way to, uh, to Marilla, that's, you're, you're going to continue to see this. Now, the, the jog to the north is going to happen tonight. 
there's still a very good uh, agreement that this is going to make this move back through the city in the pre-dawn hours of the morning. And then by 7 o'clock, it's knocking on the door of Niagara Falls. So Grand Island, Niagara Falls, North Tonawanda, Tonawanda, Wheatfield, Pendleton, all the way to Wilson. That's when you're going to get your snow from around breakfast to lunchtime. After lunch, we're going to hand it off to Canada, and it's Welland and um, maybe even London and St. Catharines. They're going to deal with this. Toronto will catch this. And then Saturday night, it gets swept out. So these bigger winds come in, takes that band, shoves it through the city, a quick hour or two, another burst of snow that you'll have to clean off Sunday morning. And then the major lake effect storm is gone, and we'll just be back to regular old snow showers during the day on Sunday. Man, you are amazing. You paint a picture with words like few people uh, have ever done, man. That is just that is just awesome. So those people who are in the North Towns, the Tonawandas, Amherst, the Williamsvilles, uh, they're just going to get one sweep of the oscillation of the lake of snow, and then it's going to go into Canada? Uh, you, yeah, let's, let's take uh, Amherst, Williamsville, um, and Clarence Center. Uh, they've kind of been on the outside looking in a little bit. They've got a taste. The kids maybe got a snow day, but uh, they're not enjoying it like some of the, the Southtown kids. But here's what happens. So later on tonight while you're sleeping, this band comes through, and it's going to put down a quick maybe four to eight inches of snow, depending upon how quickly it moves, and is it still uh, at a two-inch-per-hour rate. So that goes through. You can clear that off when you, when you get up in the morning and then enjoy your, your Saturday. Sunday night, it comes back through, gives you another couple inches. You clear that off on Sunday morning and uh, just enjoy the football game. You're good to go. So it's a very manageable amount that will come uh, in two shots, two quick hits. Very interesting. Andy, uh, thank you very much uh, for your expertise. Yeah. Very much uh, appreciated. And uh, where, where can people see the pictures you took of the various kinds of snow? I was just going to say, I've got a, a couple things I wanted to throw out there because I'm getting so many questions about this, and I know I unloaded a lot on you, and I appreciate that uh, uh, you like the, the description. But what I've done is set this up. If you, if you go to the Twitter, if you're a Twitter person, it's at Andy Parker TV. If you're on Facebook, just search for Andy Parker TV. I've done something else. Nobody's doing this, but everybody has weather questions about this storm, just as you did. I'm happy to answer those questions. For anybody who wants them, all you've got to do is text 503-2639, 503-2639. I make it even easier, 503-ANDY. You text that and ask your question. Type weather, you're going to get a quick response from me. Really, really easy, a, sum, a basic summary. But if you've got some, if you say, hey, I've got to drive from Lancaster to Elma at 10 o'clock, text that in, you're going to get that information back, 503-2639. If you don't believe it, Try it out and see what happens. You are a one-man encyclopedia. You're a one-man internet, Andy. Yeah, this this Thank was you just very much. no, you just incredible stuff. Thank you, brother. And I'm sure we'll talk to you tomorrow as well because we're going to be live and local all day long. Fantastic, Tom. Have a good evening, Andy Parker, meteorologist, and uh, at Andy Parker TV on Twitter. Uh, you can look up Andy Parker TV on Facebook and that number 5032639. Let's go to Joe in Niagara Falls. Joe, thank you for your patience. You're on WBEN. Oh, hey, no problem, Tom. Uh, hey, I just wanted to say uh, um, I don't understand why the city of Buffalo doesn't uh, 
So I plowed uh, in a rural area for 36 years. I drove a snow plow, and I worked in uh, Buffalo four times on shared service program. And uh, believe me, there's a big difference from what I plowed and what those guys plow in the city. You got to deal with the cars that can't be moved because there's nowhere to move them. I I I, under, I don't understand why they don't run like three bobcats, three big skid steers, and work towards the intersections, and then have a loader going in at the skid steers, bucketing it out. I think that's the easiest way to get it out of there. But I never see anybody do that. Well, you know, Joe, what I don't understand is that we live in western New York. We live in Buffalo. We're right off of Lake Erie. We have had more than our fair share of experience with snowstorms, lake effect and and widespread snowstorms. Why are we not the best place in the entire country for snow removal? Why? I mean, seriously, we should have, literally, everybody on every street in western New York should be calling in saying, I want to praise our snow removal because we certainly have had enough chances to practice it oh absolutely and uh you know i don't i always thought it would be more efficient if they did it that way i mean i i plowed for years and years and years with loaders trucks small trucks blowers everything and uh i found it very difficult to plow in the city of buffalo i mean i i thought that i i thought those guys i mean you have to watch all your plow lines try not to hit any cars and uh that's why when when you to push the snow forward with a plow, if you had a, a three guys running a, a three bobcats, three skid steers, and you just kept pushing the snow forward into the loader, I think that would be the most efficient way to clean that out of there. Now how many bobcats would you need for the city, and how many personnel how, how would you need? Well, I think um, it would depend on whatever the, they could budget uh, a crew for, but. I think a lot of the guys that work in the water department, which I worked in too, and uh, sewer and stuff, a lot of those guys are idling down when the storm's out. They're not really doing too much. Maybe, uh, you know, their job descriptions uh, have a lot of the same equipment in it as the highway guys. Uh, Joe, I, I, Joe, I work in the sewer too. It's called media. Uh, but if you want to add to that, I got to put you on hold. I'm a prisoner of the clock, so uh, stand by. I mean, bobcats are they the answer? It seems to me like you'd need a lot of them. But if you deployed them to the areas that most need it, being lake effect is lake effect, maybe that's a solution. 